Good morning, everyone. Happy Memorial Day weekend. My name is Patty. The shop is Herbs to Your Health. Please come and visit us sometime. 106 South Pennsylvania Avenue in Greensburg. Our website is www.herbstoyourhealth.net. If you Google the shop, do not click on the website link. Uh, I've been trying to get that fixed for a while and I think I'm just gonna remove it because it does not take you to the website. You have to just go type it in www.herbstoyourhealth.net and there you can order um, or look at the shop or send me a message or question and if you would like to call the shop our phone number is 724-836-7440 a person who listened to last week's podcast said I didn't mention how calming magnesium is Yes, it is very calming. Uh, being stressed depletes magnesium by activating the sympathetic nervous system and makes us burn through our magnesium at a higher rate. Um, furthermore, it's absorbed in the small intestine. So if you don't have a good gut, you're, you know, if you have irritable bowel syndrome, um, that it impairs absorption. And certainly if you take any pharmaceutical drugs, that's going to impair absorption of magnesium. Why are we so deficient? Well, <clears throat> it, you know, if you drink alcohol, um, if you are ingesting anti-nutrients, <laughs> plus the um, chemicals in food bind magnesium, thus preventing its absorption, when you get to a certain age, um, our intestinal absorption decreases. That's why we have to take our probiotics and enzymes every single day and with every meal. Um, it's almost impossible to test for your magnesium level because most of it is found in the skeletal system and the rest is found in muscle, soft tissues. Um, blood magnesium is only one to two percent is stored in the blood, so don't even bother. Magnesium is often overlooked in favor of other anti-inflammatory herbs, but research has shown that it has a potent impact on reducing inflammation. It's also really good for um, reducing C-reactive protein. They can test for that. I'm not suggesting you go get a test, but it's a marker of inflammation. And if you have to tell, have somebody tell you that you're inflamed, uh, I mean, just look in the mirror. You can tell if you're inflamed or not, just looking at your face. So anyway, um, with depleted mag magnesium levels, there's an increase in the activation of white blood cells and free radicals. Pain is largely promoted by tense muscles and irritated nerve endings. 
Um, magnesium is a common deficiency in people with diabetes. Low magnesium levels is um, linked to impaired insulin action. And let's not forget that magnesium has a special relationship with insulin. Insulin receptors depend on magnesium to function properly. So if you take a magnesium supplement, it will significantly improve insulin resistance. And as I just said, a lot of the magnesium, let's say 60% of it maybe is stored in the bones. We need vitamin D3 for bone health and magnesium is necessary to convert vitamin D into its active form. So um, magnesium does so many things for us. I say 300, I wouldn't wanna have to recount all of them. We'll just say the top ones. Magnesium promotes sleep and it's crucial for hormone production. During sleep, um, we have, <clears throat> excuse me, we make our DHEA and growth hormone. So um, magnesium not only helps us sleep, it helps us make serotonin. Serotonin also makes melatonin, which is needed for good quality sleep. Magnesium has a positive effect on improving cardiovascular health. And of course, having regular bowel movements, we need magnesium for that. When people are constipated, I say, well, do you take vitamin C and magnesium? No, I do not. Well, it's an easy fix then. If a person is constipated, that is a sure sign that they're, okay, three things. They're not taking enough vitamin C, most likely. They're not taking enough magnesium, most likely, and they don't drink enough water most likely. Uh, we have other um, things to reduce stress. We've all experienced stress. Um, some people say that they thrive on hectic lives because they think life would be boring. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm okay with boring. Anyway, stress is defined as a state of physical or psychological strain, pressure, tension. How we respond and adapt to stress is the key to successfully dealing with it. As we know, stress causes stimulation of the primitive center of the brain, the flight or fight syndrome, um, your breathing gets shallow, your heart rate goes up, your muscle tension increases, the body is flooded with hormones, um, blood supply is diverted and, inc and increased to vital organs to breathe, you know. We've heard stories of people who have, who have performed feats of superhuman strength, like the lady, 90 year old lady who lifted the car off her cat. Okay, I, I don't know, maybe I made that one up. Anyway, stress is normally, okay, causes lots of things. Um, it exhausts adrenal glands, it causes stomach problems, digestive issues, insomnia, nervousness, anxiety, depression. So let's listen to our bodies and acknowledge if we're getting um, 
you know, too keyed up, too overstimulated. Breathing is a really good thing to do. Meditation is breathe is um, at almost as breathing is almost as good as meditation. However, breathing is the first step of meditation. So that deep abdominal breathing will help you with stress. Okay, here are some herbs. One of my favorites, passion flower. It's a, a very um, relaxing nervine. Its active constituents include alkaloids, flavonoids. It's antispasmodic. It relaxes tense muscles. It's anti-inflammatory. It's pain relieving. Um, it's really great for panic attacks, twitching muscles, restlessness, insomnia. It's great. Valerian, it has a very distinct aroma if you've ever smelled it. It's ideal for heart palpitations and arrhythmias due to stress, hysteria, restlessness, uh, headaches, stomach cramps. So none of these herbs are to be taking with, taken with pharmaceuticals at all. You know, when people ask me, you know, is this going to interfere with my Xanax or whatever you're taking for anxiety? No, um, actually, I wouldn't take the pharmaceuticals. And actually, it kind of does interfere with it. So, I much prefer the plants than the uh, heavy-duty chemicals. Lemon balm is good, but the best anti-anxiety herb in my book is kava kava. Uh, it really um, can calm you down maybe even put you to sleep. I wouldn't take it during the day. Siberian ginseng or Eleuthero is considered one of the best tonics and adaptogens. Um, it has a very complex interaction in the body, but let's just say that it works like adaptogens work. It's going to give you um, stamina. It's going to solve your fatigue issues, and it's very calming. Other herbs to consider for anxiety and stress are hops, uh, stress J, stress relief, anxiousness, Nutricalm. Nutricalm you can take all day long if you want to because it makes you more alert and calms you down at the same time. Same with SUMA, nervous fatigue and nerve control. And of course, Distress remedy, which are, is a combination of flower essences. And it's really, really effective at calming people down. Okay, a uh, customer went on vacation and returned with severe stomach problems. Usual supplements didn't seem to work. Um, and uh, she mixed and matched a few things, but... I have some suggestions if the normal supplements for gastritis, which are gastro health or um, Proactizyme or Protease, Probiotic 11, you know, if they aren't, aren't enough, um, some kind of off-label ideas, curcumin, 
Um, curcumin is antioxidant and anti-inflammatory and it will help your stomach. It actually has been shown to prevent the growth of various bacteria, including H. pylori. Vitamin C is a well-known antioxidant that can directly inhibit bacteria, uh, it helps your stomach. Ginseng is antimicrobial, antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, anti-cancer. Um, helps the cells lining the inside of your stomach not be inflamed so they can start to heal. Garlic, it really helps people with gastritis or stomach ulcers. Uh, super omega and krill oil help with stomachs. And multivitamin can restore vitamin and mineral deficiencies. If you have chronic gastritis, you have to supplement because your absorption is not the greatest. Um, okay, a 70-year-old man had the, what he called, quote-unquote, the death virus in 1975. And I hear ya, uh, I had swine flu in 1977, really thought that was the end for me until I got bird flu in 2006, which was also, uh, I understand what he's saying. He said, I was sick for a year in 1975. And then he got what he called a bad flu. Um, and he said, I don't wanna be you know, lethargic and feel yucky for so you know another year, um, but it's already been, had already been a few months. So what's the first remedy? Is to take enough supplements to not get it in the first place. But here's what helped him, the compass nailed it for him. Energy V, Tygo, and vitamin C. Energy V, energy V, if you wanna say it that way, it doesn't have a Y on the energy. It's energy without the Y dash V. It has herbs that improve stamina and vitality by cleansing the body of metabolic byproducts, promotes healing, improves digestion, reduces nervous tension, strengthens the nervous system, and increases immunity. Hey, sounds like a good thing to take. It has barley grass, bee pollen, capsicum, Gota cola, kelp, licorice, rose hips, schizandra, and yellow dock. Really love this formula. Sometimes I forget about it. His second one was, um, no, that wasn't on the compass, but he decided to take it anyway. Eleuthero, which is used to be called Siberian ginseng. It's an adaptogen. Um, it how it exerts effects on both sick and healthy people by correcting or normalizing dysfunction. It normalizes adrenal and thyroid function. It balances blood pressure, blood sugar levels. It helps the immune system. It's antiviral, isn't that convenient? It improves your memory and it just increases your vitality, endurance, stamina, you know. So you don't have to take an afternoon nap if you don't want to. 
Here's another suggestion, nature's chi, C-H-I, which means energy. It has uh, eleuthero, cinnamon, forsythia. What else does it have? Ginseng, um, hoshu wu, astragalus. So it um, improves energy levels, relieves aches and pains, stimulates immune function, and enhances mental performance. So we used to have ephedra which was really great, stopped an asthma attack in its tracks, literally. But people misused ephedra, so we got it taken off of us. This is a good ephedra substitute if you wake up tired or you need energy. So which begs the question, are Chinese herbs better than Western herbs? Of course not. Um, these Chinese herb combinations which P.S. the herbs are grown in the United States, use many of the same herbs we do, um, like peppermint, dandelion, cinnamon, hawthorn, licorice. So uh, <clears throat> if, if two people or three people have the same health problems, and so you figure out that, well, they're gonna have similar herb programs, uh, one gets better, one stays the same, and one gets worse. Why? Because the underlying causes are a little different. So there are many treatments, herbal treatments, to a disease that people get. We need to look deeper. So how can one herb or formula fix so many different and seemingly unrelated problems? Um, like vitamin C, let's just say because a lack of it causes so many different problems. Herbs and supplements and vitamins and minerals work on broad underlying processes to restore them to normal function. So there, there could be one treatment for many, many things that are wrong with people. Contrary to what a lot of people think, some herbs have very fast-acting effects like painkillers, they're very potent, or passion flower, you're gonna be relaxed immediately if not sooner. Um, however, let's just make the distinction in traditional Chinese medicine, these drug-like herbs are called inferior medicines because they're basically symptom relief. Superior medicines act as slow tonics that gradually restore the body to health. So, um, in traditional Chinese medicine, the herbal remedies are superior medicines to any kind of drug that the allopathic Western medicine can throw at us. Uh, Herbal formulas, Chinese or Western, cover a wide range of underlying health imbalances that can help many people. So balance is the key to health. Do you know what else is inferior medicine? Waiting until you're sick to buy some herbs. So that's kind of like uh, waiting until you're thirsty to start digging for a well, looking for a well. We head the uh, symptoms or the diseases off. We prevent 
anything bad from happening. Okay, here are some habits of uh, successfully healthy people. Um, they don't dwell on the details. It's never all or nothing. They know that each small change counts and they take action right away. Instead of waiting to find out everything they should do for their health, they get started without procrastinating. How many times have I heard, well, let me just wait and see what the diagnosis is and then I'll ask you what to take. Are you kidding? Um, I just guess that's procrastination, no judgments. Okay, another habit is that these people are aware of their own decision-making power. They never consider themselves victims of a diagnosis or they never go get one in the first place. Instead, they realize that with the right knowledge, they have the power to take control of their health. They learn from like-minded peers. They find people um, who think like them and learn from them. They learn from each other. So to support and inform people who uh, want to take immediate action on their health, or we're all truth seekers and we know that we're not alone. We believe that our actions will yield results. I just guess I included myself in one of those people. So thanks to their unwavering belief rooted in knowledge, they know that their actions will yield the desired results. So it's a domino effect. Strong belief causes people to take action. Correct actions lead to desired results. Many Herbs to Your Health customers have adopted this belief, action, result way of thinking and have had outstanding results. Sometimes we don't hear from them again because they're happily living their lives. Uh, here's a really important habit. They formulate a clear path and stick to it. Rather than trying many different things, they're determined to get started and follow through on their chosen path and more importantly to stick to it. They know that the right health plan is all they need. Kind of reminds me of the Aesop fairy tale with the fox and the cat. So the fox said, hey I have a lot of strat, I forget the story actually, but um, fox said something like I have a lot of strategies, I have a hundred ways that we can escape. And the cat says, well, I have one and I only need one because mine one works. Another habit is that people are secure in their decisions and don't mind criticism. Um, that's being detached. You know, we can't care what people think about us or say about us. We know that our decisions are based on sound and uh, true information, accurate information. So let's not let criticism get to us. Yeah, it does sometimes, if I'm telling the truth, right? Um, we adapt well to our surroundings and circumstances. Sometimes we don't, but, you know, we get stressed and then we take our relaxation herbs. Um, but they we create ways to fit our natural health plan into any situation. You know, if you can't be home that day, yeah, we figure it out. We question everything and ask the right questions. Um, 
we I would never ask what drug is better when people ask me what drug is better I, you know I say in my mind who cares but I say we're not interested in drugs um, because we know that drug taking drugs is not a good idea to begin with and so trust your intuition and um, another habit is we're happy to share knowledge we're uh, constantly seeking out new knowledge and it doesn't ever stop me I don't know about you but it never stops me I always want to seek out the information and share it which is why I do podcasts um, and the number one habit no doctor's appointments no pharmaceuticals and as few chemicals as possible Final story comes from a woman who said colon cancer runs in my family. It's hereditary. And I didn't um, question her because she was very determined to tell me the story. Then she proceeded to name all the people in her family who had colon cancer. She had it at 41. Her son is 36. He's the most recent aunts, uncles, grandparents, you know, she, there are just so many people in the family. Um, she, she had a bowel resection. Her, she was 41, and her mother was 51. Her mother had her bowel resectioned so many times, nothing was left, and she died at 85. So I'm very sorry for her loss, and I'm very sorry to hear that. But here's what I say. Can we please take some supplements for our bowel? Um, the bowel builder supplement that we have on the shelf has psyllium hulls, algin, bentonite, cascara sagrada, apple pectin, marshmallow root, parthenium root, charcoal, ginger root, sodium copper, chlorophyllin, vitamin C, E, beta carotene, hydrochloric acid, bile salts, pancreatin, pepsin, selenium, and zinc. Ugh, I love this formula. It contains products that are necessary for cleansing and detoxifying of the bowel. It contains both bulking and fibrous agents. It has ingredients for digestion like the hydrochloric acid, the pepsin, the pancreatin, and bile salts. Because, because of the bulking fibrous agents in this product that are moisture absorbent, you have to drink a lot of water. And P.S. This product was designed for long-term use. So... If you have some long-term bowel problems, I would say please take this. Um, UCLA has said that when doing autopsies, they have found impactions in colons that they have estimated have been there as long as 25 years. So we don't want to have that. Um, and the, one of the ingredients in it is psyllium. Um, Psyllium comes from the Greek word psylla, meaning flea, because the seed looks like a flea. Very, did you ever see psyllium seeds? Um, anyway, it increases the volume of intestinal contents. 
the major component of psyllium is mucilage. So we have the seeds and the husk or the hulls. They're bulking agents that swell several times greater than their original size in water. The increased bulk creates um, uh, stretching action on the wall of the intestines that stimulates peristaltic activity in the bowel. So when you um, take psyllium or your bowel formula, um, you have to drink a lot of water. If you don't, the psyllium will have to draw moisture from the gastrointestinal tract, thus becoming astringent in its action, which will further block an already blocked constipated condition. It's good to drink water normally. Um, when people brag about how much they don't drink water, I, you know, I would be complaining about that. I wouldn't be like bragging about it. Psyllium is a soluble fiber and an insoluble fiber that has a scrubbing action going through the intestines. So that's just one of the ingredients. Um, it can act, it can either stop diarrhea or stop constipation, kind of like charcoal. So charcoal is in that formula too. It, we just want to remove the toxins. So, and lubricate the intestinal tract and not have um, toxins or waste hanging out in our bodies for longer than necessary. Thank you so much for listening. Please give us a call, 724-836-7440, or visit the website, www.herbstoyourhealth.net, and have a wonderful Memorial Day holiday. Bye.